Shooter Shootcast, our round 14 review. Joining me online as always, Mark Cashman from Rugby News. Hello, Casho. Yeah, listen, what a topsy-turvy round at Shoot Shield and then uh, into the cricket and then uh, and then on to the, uh, the Wallabies. Woo, what a, what a weekend, eh? Yeah, wild, wild weekend. Joining us um, from the sickbed tonight, we appreciate your commitment. Andrew Swain from Stansport, come on down, mate. Oh, always happy to, always happy to join, mate. And, you know, um, this is, it's wonderful that we get to do this remotely so I don't infect anyone with, uh, with the germs. But, um, it, yeah, it was uh, a lot of the late nights over the last few days and I reckon it's probably just caught up with me, to be honest. Yeah, all the Ashes work and your work, uh, of course, with the coverage of the rugby. He sounds like a good advertisement for fixed vapor drops there, doesn't he, Kasha? Oh, it cer- certainly does. Yeah, listen, I'm, uh, I'm I'm glad I'm not not in the same room as you, Swaney. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm sure I'm not the first person to say that. That's right. <laughs> let's open it up to Swaney first and foremost, um, mate. What happened with those Wallabies over in Pretoria, mate? Oh yeah, wasn't it just a, a poor showing, wasn't it, boys? Um, mm. Unfortunate, really. You know, after such a long build-up for Eddie Jones and his uh, his tenure as coach, and there's been a lot of talk, uh, yeah. and unfortunately, didn't put the money where the mouth is. Uh, you know, we were definitely physically bashed up. Um, we were found wanting with game plan, um, and you know, it was possibly a be Springboks team. Um, mm. I just would have, I would say, a different Springboks team to what yeah. uh, you'd normally think. Uh, I, I shudder to think, I just saw the Springboks team they've named for this weekend against New Zealand, and I shudder to think what the score might have been if that team rolled out against us. You're absolutely right there, Swaney. And Loftus Versfeld, imagine being that your uh, debut test. The place was an absolute zoo. They had two 747s or E380s or something fly over before the game. As as Eddie forecast, there was uh, brandy and coke, which is the required tipple, isn't it, uh, uh, at, at, at the game. And the place was just an absolute zoo. Yeah. My God, it was rocking. There was, uh, there was uh, the, the wave was going after 20 minutes, so they're confident. Mm. Uh, it, you don't want to, there's not too many positives to take from the performance, but is it better Eddie Jones realises for real how big a job he's got in front of him from the outset, Swaney? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, you know, I, I feel like, yes, there was been, there's been a lot of talk, but, and we probably, you know, we probably had a bit of rose-coloured glasses looking at that game. It was always, yeah. the reality was, it was always going to be a tough ask. We've never won there at Loftus Versfeld. As a Wallabies team, um, you know, there's there's definitely there was there was a lot of new faces in the team. We had a, a front row and a reserve front row. Um, you know that, um, you know, I heard that Slips, you know, had been carrying something all week. Alan Alatoa yeah. had had no rugby in, you know, quite a while, considering he was injured at the back end of the Super Rugby season. Uh, and then we had two, you know, I had Zane Nongor on the bench, um, you know, who's a, who's a rookie. Uh, you know, and and that for in every sense of the word, he's a rookie. So, um, you know, there was there was definitely going to be uh, problems. I just didn't see the the magnitude and the volume of that victory coming for the Springboks. It was absolutely huge, and uh, and boys, it was also uh, 
it probably underlined a few things that we've talked about over a number of weeks about uh, to get better better at playing rugby, you've got to play rugby. And it uh, seems like some of these guys were uh, being held back from uh, from club stuff. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the discontents uh, simmering under the surface here in, in club land, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And there was um, – I – I don't want to be negative. I I wasn't expecting much else to be honest. I, I just I just thought the whole thing seemed a bit underdone, and uh, winning over there is bloody impossible. It's a shame how it all translated. What what can we do though, Kasha? What are you, 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 I think everyone's sniffing. There's got to be some changes. What what do you what would you like to see, or what do you think we may see? Well, you know, you you don't throw everything out, really, do you? And I think no. uh, I think you know it's. It's 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 like a round of NRL, you know. That the quicker Saturday comes, the better it's going to be for them because they can get out there and uh, improve on, uh, on 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 what they did. Uh, I, I I think it's probably a pretty good uh, uh, wake up call, and it uh, it it says something about uh, international rugby's different to what all these guys have been playing for for much of the past. Uh, uh, twelve months or season or so. So uh, yeah, they've just got to just got to get their head around it, get better. I uh, think we really lost the battle at the collision area there, Swaney. Player like Samu Karevi's got to probably come into it. Eddie's thinking this week. Oh, absolutely. There were there was a couple of key stats that really stood out. One of them being the gain line, um, yeah. you know, advantage line. I think we we're in single digits, and the and the Springboks had something like. You know, seventy odd or something. It was like yeah, was their a, carry meters were unbelievable compared. They to were, and then and then you know territory and, and you know playing in your own twenty two. Like the Springboks were in the Wallabies twenty two for over five minutes of that whole game. You know the the Wallabies were in the Springboks twenty two for for less than you know mm-hmm. for less than a minute. So um, yep. yeah, collision, physicality, and then um, territory. Uh, three things that you really need to win test matches and the Wallabies achieved duck egg, duck egg, duck egg. Mm, well, yeah, it's, that's very true. The the possession stats were pretty close, 70-30, I think, weren't they? And uh, and territory was uh, pretty much along the same line. So you're not going to win at altitude with, the, with those sort of numbers rocking around, are you? No, you're not. We're going to look forward to the game between the All Blacks and the Springboks this week because... Both sides were clear standouts from the weekend. And obviously we'll take on uh, the Argies. I, I can't work this out, Kasha. we got a brand new rugby stadium at the Waratahs home ground, this new stadium. We're playing the game at Combank Stadium, Parramatta. Top, why? why? Can, you, can you answer uh, that one for me? I think it's got to do with the fact that the Women's FIFA World Cup's coming up. And they've, ah. got, a, they've got a big... Uh, Say in blanket bands around stadiums. Around preparation. I, I yeah, see they got like, a blanket bands on statues outside the stadium. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. That was silly. Okay, well that makes a bit more sense. Maybe I'll stop um, raising <laughs> those argumentative uh, arguments about taking test matches to Western Sydney, where there haven't been great crowds. But hopefully we can get some people to that game. And you're probably right, Swaney. FIFA uh, have probably tapped up. Uh, all the powers that be at the SCG Trust about uh, the preservation of the ground for the upcoming FIFA Women's World Cup. So, I know fair that's enough. what's happening around the other grounds around the yeah, country. Okay. So. okay. Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. I appreciate that informed um, interjection before I went on another <laughs> rant. 
But, um, yeah, look, uh, we just hope the Wallabies can show something more. It's a, it's a must-win, isn't it, Swaney? Oh, must-win. Uh, there's no other option this no. week. If you lose, um, then you get end up facing the All Blacks for two test matches where they looked mm. outstanding and unbelievable over in Argentina. Mm. Um, and then you've got to take on France. You could, you could face the prospect, if you lose this week, of going into your World Cup with 0-5. So, yeah. you know, Eddie Jones wouldn't like that at all. Not what you want, not what you want. I dare say that um, Wallaby's easy World Cup draw is probably conversations going to dry up a little bit this week, uh, Kasha. Yeah, I, I think so. And uh, <laughs> talking about the fixtures leading up to the start of the uh, Rugby World Cup for the Wallabies, there's a there's a Bledisloe Cup game down in uh, Dunedin, which is probably the only respite we'll get from the Kiwis. And then we lob over to Paris and play the uh, the host nation in in in, in a warm up game. So uh, it, it ain't getting easy, any easier. No. Now uh, let's get onto the shoot shield because it was a wild round of shoot shield action. Um, competition's just bizarre. It is so close you cannot predict it. Um, Hunter Wildfires, for example, coming. Se- coming second, lost to the last-ranked team in Southern Districts and went to first. Yeah, Manly yeah. won for a month and they're four points off the top spot. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, does it, Swaney? Oh, absolutely no sense. Um, you know, we, we just just when you thought this competition couldn't get any closer, um, you know, we, we've seen a round like that that has thrown everything on its head and like you say, the top team loses to the bottom team and yep. uh, they still end up on top. Yeah, it's um, it's just crazy stuff. I the, la- in the Within the last month, I had a little tipping conversation with a notable rugby coach in our uh, state and uh, I tipped none from six on the weekend. Two weeks ago, I did the same thing. Now, that is hard to do for someone who considers himself reasonably informed uh, on the competition, but... Um, Maybe I'm not, and uh, oh, it's just if your gut tells you there might be an upset on the card, it's probably the way to tip, isn't it, Casho? Well, Berger, the, the question I have to ask of you is: is there consequences for Owen Six? You know, does it in, does it involve running around the block? Um, you know, in, in in a pair of budgie smugglers. You know, you've got to have some sort of accountability for Owen yeah, Six. So. It's pretty, it's pretty ordinary tipping, but. Um, Let's get into the action. Kasia, why don't we start at North Sydney Oval? Because I hear that Swaney uh, popped in to check out how things were going with a um, pretty well-known inside back from Australian rugby. Uh, Norse 15, Ramick 27, Casho on hand, Swaney on hand with Tim Horan. Um, give us your take on this statement victory from the Wicks. Well, it, 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 was, it was a classic uh, finals game of footy, and I'm sure you'll agree with me on that front, uh, Swaney. It, uh, it, it sort of went from, uh, from one end to the other, and uh, Ramwick were able to uh, muscle up and, uh, and, and sort of like take their chances. I think uh, the likes of Cormac Daly and Ben Houston did some really good stuff there. Uh, they're, uh, the, uh, the, the number 13 for, uh, for Ramwick, I thought, uh, had a uh, had 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 a really good game in uh, in Blake. Uh, he 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 scored a nice try. Did uh, did some did did some good things uh, right throughout the afternoon. And uh, Andrew Deegan, I thought, laid on a fantastic ball uh, in the second half that saw Ben Houston score. But uh, Norse uh, 
Norse defence worked uh, worked hard and uh, right throughout the afternoon. They were in it at different stages, but uh, I think they just um, they were probably due, due for a loss, and that's the, the the way things sort of turned out. Twenty seven fifteen. I thought the wind played a major factor in uh, in the way the game was played. I think uh, a yep. lot of ball didn't go to hand. I think it probably would have been a bigger scoring uh, spectacle there at uh, North Sydney on a big juniors day. Yeah, but uh, Ramick uh, led twenty to eight at um, at uh, at half time and managed to keep the, uh, the, the 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 nose in front. And uh, in the end, uh, very well deserved. But uh, as you, as you sort of foreshadowed earlier, not much movement on the uh, on the competition table. A lot of the Ramwick people I was speaking to afterwards thought they might have jumped to the uh, to, to the top of the shoot shield ladder, but uh, not to be. No, no. Geez, um, Swaney, I can't keep being more impressed with this Cormac Daly at Ramwick. He's got to be a catch pole contender, doesn't he? Big time. He, uh, you know, even more impressive in person too. To be honest, there was a, you know, he scored a wonderful try in that first half where he's just busted yep. the busted the line and then, you know, kept those big legs pumping and uh, managed to dive over under the sticks. Uh, and then he, he, yeah, he does all the, the tough stuff, still makes his tackles, still hits rucks, but he's quite dynamic as well. So Very dynamic, yeah. Yeah, great to watch. Um, and it was, yeah, it was good to see up front. I think I think one of the, the key um, hallmarks to this victory from Randwick, though, we talk about their electric back line and, you know, they've got a physical big forward pack, but defensively they were outstanding. There was a few times, there was probably a good 10 or 15 minutes, wouldn't you agree, Casho, in that, early in that second half where Norths were really pumping Randwick on their line and they just couldn't quite break them. Yeah, held up I think three times uh, through, throughout the afternoon and uh, just little things. Uh, I mentioned the wind and the, the wind meant that uh, was so strong at different times. The the goal kickers need the uh, the the index finger of their uh, their teammates to keep the ball on the uh, on the mound, but uh, yeah, just just a couple of balls just didn't go to hand, and it was the same for both sides though. But uh, it was just uh, it was just one of those afternoons. But in the end, Randwick thoroughly deserved it. Uh, a good charge up there in their club championship aspirations with uh, a clean sweep right throughout the club, uh, all the way down to fourth grade and all the Colts. Yeah, seven yeah. seven. Yeah, they've definitely moved into the box seat in the club champs. Uh, I think Eastwood's actually taken ahead of Manly, so it's gone Ramwick, Eastwood, Manly. And, yeah, uh, Ramwick looking odds on at the moment for the club champs with a relatively favourable run home. I heard that comment on the weekend uh, during the next game we're going to talk about that uh, Manly had a reasonable run home. What is a reasonable run home in this competition? Who do you want to play? Yeah, yeah. want to play anyone. No. It's like we've got, um, yeah, it's just, just threats coming from everywhere. So we'll go to that game at Wallara, East v Manly, East 29, Manly 28. Oh, this is the part of the program where I absolutely tear my hair out. Um, Manly are winless in a month. They've lost two games within a point. They've had a draw and another one within four points. And it's beginning to resemble a little bit of last year's car crash, Swaney. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. It, you know, they probably just caught Easts at a bad time, didn't they, this year with, uh, you know, this part of the season with Harris and Gamble back for them. Uh, those two guys yeah, were outstanding. Him, yeah, they were outstanding. And so was Nick Juice, the uh, number 12 uh, for Eastern Suburbs. He was a big in. Uh, but to be fair, Manly, 
We're down 15-0, went into half time 21-15 up, and then 28-15, we're well in control. Um, couple of moments there, just didn't take penalties at crucial times, in my opinion, um, and really could put the just, just a little push ahead a little bit, just a bit of pressure. So I think we're hoping they can start to learn in these close games what it takes to win because they're right in them, but... Um, yeah, it's just a, a frustrating sort of a game from a man that was just not been able to close out these 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 results. But credit to East um, who hung in there. As I said, Nick Juice was excellent, kicked some great goals, was a threat and attack. Um, for Manly, uh, Hunter Waters always very strong. Um, Barnabas excellent again. So yeah, it was a, they played some good stuff. It was a pretty tight game. It wasn't much between the sides, but. You know, East, um, East might be looking to finish the season on a bit of a high there, Casho. Yeah, it, uh, it certainly seems that way. They'll get uh, the, the, they'll get a Australian under twenty captain back, uh, Teddy Wilson mm. and uh, and Jack Bowen, and uh, maybe a, a, a couple of others. And uh, you know, they're uh, they're looking okay, aren't they? So, but listen, on 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 a manly front, there's a, another Matty Alley. Uh, uh, doing some good stuff there for for the Marlins, so that was uh, a positive to take from it. But uh, yeah, listen, uh, as you said, uh, you know, getting out from under the Derner on a Saturday morning for any of these uh, shoot shield coaches is is going to be increasingly difficult because uh, anyone can beat anybody else at the moment. Yeah, it's it must just be so difficult for coaches to analyse things because all teams just seem to be couple of weeks away from a slip-up or a week away. And as you said, you you said before, Norse were due for a loss, but that's just the nature of the comp. You, you almost don't want to be going into these finals on a hot streak, Swaney. Oh, no, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone talks about it, you know, throughout a season, you know, the wins they or the losses they needed to have. But mm. at, at this point, teams are looking for, you know, wins they need to have because they need to get into that top six because it's so competitive. Yeah, it's very competitive. Um, obviously, talking about being competitive, uh, got to talk about the game at back to Port Hacking Day at Southern Districts. South with a huge win over Hunter, their second win um, over the Wildfires year, which is quite remarkable given they've been pretty much cellar dwellers uh, for most of the year. Uh, but certainly, they are looking like Hunter's bogey team. Uh, nice for Hunter to have a bogey team, unlike some of their opponents for once. <laughs> but. Um, I thought uh, Kunzil has been an excellent initiative back at 5'8", and uh, Neekin's out the back there, Swain. He's a real handful. Yeah, uh, we spoke about him earlier in the season, just how electric he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't he absolutely carve up the Hunter defence um, at Big times time. on the weekend? Um, it was great to watch. And, you know, they've got some really electric players, Hunter, but Souths, you know, that was, as you say, um Bailey Kunzel being back over from the Western Force has been a huge inclusion. And and so, you know, now those teams have got the opportunity to play that spoiler card that we everyone yeah. absolutely shudders to think uh, about yeah. in those last few rounds. Yeah, It's, and- uh, it's interesting, isn't it, this south side? It, uh, they probably match up pretty well against Hunter, and I think that's why they've had some sort of success. Uh you know, Hunter like to uh, punch down in, in, in into the uh, D 
deep into the uh, in, into the red zones and uh, then sort of mm. go from there. And uh, that's the sort of combative sort of rugby that uh, Souths enjoy playing. And uh, uh, it was back to Port Hacking Day there down at uh, Foreshore Rugby Park. And uh, from the look of the boys behind the uh, the goalposts in that second half, uh, some of the traditions of the Port Hacking Club were uh, were uh, alive and well. There was uh, lots of sledging, lots of uh, uh, abusive cheering, and uh, yeah, it looked like a good afternoon out. Yeah, uh, we've been talking about the return of a lot of representative players. Looks like the Wildfires have jagged a couple of um, their uh, casher. We've got uh, Ryan Lowrens and uh, Bo Abra have joined the Wildfires ranks to to finish off the season. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, Baba Coleman, uh, like his brother Darren, uh, is pretty good on the uh, on, on on the rec- recruit, and uh, you know, uh, win- winning a few games, it's uh, it's an attractive club to head towards because you're uh, you're going to be very much on the front foot, and uh, guys like that are uh, obviously going to be able to show off their wares and uh, head into their off season uh, with with a bit of spring in their step. Mm. All right, we'll move on to the next game, a huge game at the birthplace. Um, the two Blues have pulled off a huge victory at university. Two Blues, 38, university, 31. Swaney, um, as you said to me earlier, if you'd watched this game in full, you'd say that the two Blues had no real right winning this game, but somehow they've done it. Yeah, so many yellow cards. Um, you know, it felt like they were you know, barking up the wrong the wrong tree with the referee all day. And yet it ends up 31 mm. all with, you know, a minute and a half to play. A little ball just squirts out the side of a ruck, yeah. gets picked up by big Rokosuka, and he throws yeah. the ball inside. The two Blues score, um, and they win the game. Mm. And, and they still had a bit to do as well uh, after that try. And, and you probably you saw – I mean, they've, they've now beaten – uh, Sydney Uni a few times on the trot now I believe, um, sure but it was yeah, yeah one of the best one of the best games of the season without a doubt you know had everything um, the Suez Sewer brothers they just continue to impress um, and, and you know they're they're a genuine top six contender now the two Blues they sit in at sixth but and they've got a couple of points um, you know on Gordon at the moment but genuinely could see them uh, at finals time. Oh, absolutely. I think they've shown certainly heaps of threats. I love the end of the game with the turnover and Namani Nadalo briefing the ball out through the dead ball line and just collapsed. Yeah, had, a bit of, had a bit of Chevy Chase Caddyshack about it. Oh, mate, he looked dead. He looked like <laughs> But that's good to see from the big fella. I think he's uh, he's really enjoying his role in Western Sydney. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I think um, uh, I, I think he's uh, he's obviously found a you know a, a nice little niche for himself to uh, to finish yeah. off the career, and he's obviously enjoying the uh, the family atmosphere that you uh, get at the Eric, and uh, they're playing some very very good football. You know, the, those yeah. couple of tries in the in in the first half by the by the Susu boys were uh, absolutely outstanding, and that uh, that try that finished it off. Uh, I think uh, I was surprised that uh, the two Blues got it and uh, 
the second rower, the number four, Johnny Kawar, uh, was equally surprised. He wasn't uh, wasn't really looking to uh, have his hands out to get it, but he uh, he snaffled it and, uh, and touched down. So uh, mm. an absolutely fantastic uh, uh, win for the two blues, and uh, it uh, it means it's an uphill battle for uh, for Uni. Yeah, it's an uphill battle. It's a huge race for the finals. Uni really up against it now. They've got to go to Hunter this week. Um, and in this fight, obviously the two blues, Gordon, Manly, you're in that sort of zone. It's um, oh, you look at some of the runs in for these sides, and and Gordon and the two blues do play each other still to come. And Gordon's got to play Uni as well. Manly playing two blues this week. It's just all happening week in, week out, proposition type stuff. Um. Game at Rat Park, Gordon uh, were out of the gates flying in this one. It was 31-7 at half time. Gordon just um, really, really running things nicely. Uh, they're looking sharp now because they've got the returning Rodney Iona at fly half, who's an absolute match winner and a premiership winning 10. Um, McGregor's back and he slotted in at fullback perfectly. Um, so they've got lots of options at their uh, disposal. Um as I said, Gordon well in control, but Ringo mounted a big comeback. And to be honest, um, with about five, ten minutes to go, there was only one team playing this game. Gordon very lucky to get out of this one uh, with the five points, Swaney. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, you almost think, think the, the Stags had forgotten how to win games of rugby. Yeah. Um, you know, with, I think, well, it was their first win in about five, five weeks. Yeah, they'd lost their last four. Yep. Yeah, yep. So, so they... They, you know, they really had forgotten how to win. Uh, so that that almost came back to to bite them at the back end. Rats were coming home with a wet sail, weren't they? But uh, they managed to hang on, and uh, it just keeps going. You know, with that, that's it. they're valuable points because they're just two points out of the uh, out of the six now. Um, but yeah, you're right. That last ten minutes or so, it was crazy. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the league is referred to as as the spine, and Gordon have a have a very handy spine going at the moment, don't they? Uh, Basson at number eight. Uh, they've got uh, Thomas Marker at uh, at hooker and number two, and you got Iona back there at ten. Jack McGregor at fifteen, and uh, and uh, and uh, Harrison Goddard at, uh, at at number nine. There, you know, they can call the place and uh, go from there, and that's uh, that's why they jumped out to such a such an impressive uh, lead early against uh, against Warringah, but uh, got to tip the hat to Warringah. They uh, they managed to get their way back into it, and uh, as, as you said, it was uh, touch and go there at the end. Yeah, it was. It was. That's a that's an impressive spine when you read it out there, Cash. I I do feel like a few more weeks for Gordon. They they're going to be in the mix. They get into the finals. They're as good a chance as anyone. And we've been we have been saying that all year, despite this month of form that. You know, Vailanu comes back on top of those guys you've just yeah. mentioned. It's, it's pretty I just, formidable. I was just going to say, look, um, Thomas Marker, he'd be one of the top try scorers in the comp, wouldn't he? Oh, if, yeah. You take Marker at any team in the comp, but if Mahi comes in, you're not going to not play Mahi, are no, you? Correct. So what about that for mm. a, a bit of a super sub situation for them? Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Rodney Yonna and, um, and Jack McGregor as well. Outstanding. We'll get on to the final game of the week, and this was, for me, the wildest game of the week. Pirates 34, Woods 31. Um, where do you start with this one? I mean, West played some great stuff, but, geez, Eastwood would jack that. Fabian Goodall, 
Wilson out there, Pinker scoring tries. Um, and then um, West brought on Jack Debrusini, and it was, it was all happening. After the 80th minute, uh, Tane Edmund had a chance at penalty goal. Ball stays alive from the dead goal all the way into the uh, woods half, and they get the penalty, and <laughs> the Pirates kick it. You couldn't, you couldn't write about it, Kasha. No, certainly not. And uh, I got to tip the hat to Matt Clements and the uh, the West Harbour number number seven. Got that, uh, uh, did that tackle, did the arms up, and in he went, and uh, and got the turnover penalty. So the ball had been worked its way out from behind the uh, the try line there. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's a bit of endeavour about this uh, West Harbour side. Uh, a, a, another one of these clubs that had uh, back to Day, so it's back to West Harbour Day. So all the old boys were there cheering on from the sideline, and mm. uh, yeah, what an absolute uh, fantastic way to finish the game! Fiver kicking that penalty goal, and uh, away they went. Uh, celebrations begin. So uh, very well deserved. They uh, they did some good stuff uh, in the lead up to all that. Hung in there at different sort of times. Uh, they're a very very good side. They, 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 they won't make the top six, I, I, I would imagine, but, uh, listen, they are going to cause heaps of problems if you can bring people like uh, Debrasini on and uh, guys like that. But uh, it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of weeks for anybody that take, is taking West Harbour on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, was a, it was a great match to watch, wasn't it, Swain? Oh, a cracking finish. Like, what about them running it from their in goal and then... Wow. There's the old chip ahead. You know, Debrusini makes a good run, and then mm. it comes the other way to the to the winger. He chips ahead, and then mm. um, you know you've got the the Eastwood uh, scrum half doesn't really know what to do. Gets turned over, and then Fiverr, cool as you like, he he called for it straight away. He'd mm. missed the kick to win, you know, to put them ahead only a, a matter of moments earlier, and then uh, yeah. Um, kicks the goal, ices it, and gee, were they happy up on that terrace up there? Oh, it was it great, certainly was. It yeah. was great, great scenes. It wasn't a better advertisement for the shoot seal that game. It was really good. And um, Fiverr had a great game. Nathina, we've talked about him for years as, as a great player for the Pirates. So good on them. Um, they've had a couple of, well, they've had so many close losses this year, and they've been in, in every game and um, can't feel but uh, delighted for them after the weekend. Let's have a quick look at the games this week. Uh, East taking on Ramwick at uh, Wallara. That's a big game, big derby game. Uh, Gordon taking on the Pirates at Chatswood Oval. Manly hosting the Two Blues. That's a huge game for the finals makeup. Uh, Norse taking on the Rats at North Sydney Oval. South taking on Eastwood down at Foreshaw. And another huge game uh, for finals. This is... Um, Oh, I'd, I'd say it's almost last chance saloon time for for uni, Casho. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's got to be that that six points adrift. So that's uh, mm. that's two wins, and uh, other teams have got to do uh, be jogging on the spot. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's absolutely critical, isn't it? It is, it is. But uh, when you say other teams have got to jog on the spot, most of the competitions jogging on the spot, Swaney. Oh, absolutely. You know, like. You know, there's you know, Norths are taking on Moringa this weekend, yep. uh, which has yep. again been a, a bit of a banana skin game for 
the yep. Norths, uh, you know, fairly recently. I'm pretty sure they lost to Moringa last year in, in a similar sort of a yep. situation. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. right. Yeah, so and then you know, Manly Two Blues. I mean that that battle for that sixth spot now. Um, mm. You know, it's very tight. Gordon West, like yeah, it's it's everywhere you look, it's danger. Yeah, it's hold on to your hats, uh, gents. Thanks. Uh, we'll do a short shot once night. Appreciate you making the efforts, Wayne. I know you're not well, but uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, no apologies, mate. I uh, I've got the Vicks vapor drops going. Uh, you know, tapping them into my veins at the moment. Absolutely. And Casho, appreciate your time as always, mate. You have a good week and enjoy the footy this weekend. Thanks, boys.